Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my children of future ages, this is Unpacked. I am Adam Pakila. You might notice that there's a lot of ambient noise going on right now, and that is because I am currently camping with my two children. And it brings me to the subject of this podcast, which is annoyance. I set out on a mission to, you know, expose my kids to the outdoors for two reasons. One, I think it's good for them, health-wise. They will be outside, they'll get dirty, they'll get tired, they'll have fun, they'll use their imagination, they'll get exercise. The benefits are overwhelming. Also, with the current state of the pandemic... The virus, COVID-19, coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, has a drastically reduced efficacy, according to everything that I've read, if you are outside in the sun. So that's a huge benefit right now. And, you know, for whatever else is going on down the line with any other infections or bacteria or viruses or so on and so forth, It's just better to be outside. I personally feel calmer when I am out in nature, whether it be fishing on my little boat, whether it be running outside. I personally hate running on a treadmill. I find it extremely boring. It's one thing for me to run distance in the first place. I find that tedious. But it's a whole other thing to do it on a treadmill. Looking at a wall, even if you got a TV on or something like that, I feel like that's a cop-out, but looking at a wall, it's just not the same. And I grew up sprinting for the track team in high school and college. And I used to hate being inside on our short little 170-meter track because you've just kind of seen the same thing over and over again, let alone for minutes or dozens of minutes or hours if you're an ultramarathoner or a long-distance runner, looking at a treadmill, the wall or the TV or whatever it is. It's just, it's forget it. It's not for me. So get outside. Do something. And it's important for my kids to have experiences that I find rewarding, even if they don't necessarily find it rewarding right now. I need to expose them to things that possibly are annoying for me. And that's kind of where we're at. Taking a three and a five-year-old camping is not necessarily an enjoyable experience for the parent. But if... I go into it with the mindset that I'm putting in the foundation now that maybe we get out some kinks, we figure out the problems close to home, we can do it more and we can get better at it and it could be a more enjoyable experience. So trying to figure out jobs for them when they get here, collecting firewood, getting rocks, looking for bugs, things like that is you know, kind of what I'm trying out today. And my hope is that after I get all the bugs out, that they'll remember this as a fond experience because 
yes, Daddy is annoyed right now after they've been in bed, but ultimately this is a win for me. I had a lot, like, yes, I was annoyed a little bit at putting them to sleep because they sleep in separate beds and now they have to sleep in the same bed and I'm going to go in there in a little bit and we're going to be sharing a bed, which is going to be super cool because they're not going to be this little forever, but it's a matter of, I need them, random ass dog in the background, I need them to experience these things and I not necessarily want them to like it because if we do it and they never want to go camping again, at least they could say that they did it and they don't like it. It's kind of the same thing with food. Growing up, I can't remember if it was my dad, my stepmother, or my mom who came up with the idea from another friend of theirs about the no thank you portion. So the no thank you portion is when you're sitting down to dinner, you eat a little bit of everything that was prepared. I'm not saying you have to have a 12-course menu, but if you've got a vegetable, a starch, a protein, and you know whatever else, two, a couple sides, whatever it is, and they might not be prepared in a way that you as a child were exposed to, because it, it might be the first time or the second time or whatever. You might like green beans, but it's green bean casserole as opposed to steamed green beans or sautéed with butter, whatever it is. You have a no-thank-you portion, and it's a little bit that you have to finish, and then the parent would say, do you want more, Adam? And you'd say, no, thank you. That's your no-thank-you portion. you got to try it to know that you don't like it. If you have kids, you know this. you got to expose them to things to see if they don't like it. And sometimes you got to expose them to things two, three, four, five times. Not necessarily different versions of that thing, but just that thing, because they might not be, they might be too tired, they might be too hungry, they might be not feeling well, they might be not tired, they might be super hungry, and it's it's all going to be different. It's all going to, you know, affect how they perceive and experience that event. So, I want to go camping, but, and yes, I want them to go camping with me. I don't want to go camping by myself. I've already done that. But if we do this a couple times, they don't like it. That's fine. At least we tried. At least we did something a little bit different. They can sit inside and go through YouTube videos and watch Disney Plus and play on their Kindles. I know that's enjoyable for them. But it doesn't really offer them the same opportunities to build memories. You're not going to remember the time where you sat down and watched Doc McStuffins on your Kindle for an hour and a half. You are going to remember sliding down the makeshift water slide and the waterfall at Devil's Hop Yard in Connecticut. So, and I'm going to take pictures of that. I have videos of that so that we can look back on them. And even after I was sitting down by the fire, first of all, super relaxing, if you are not calmed by just watching a fire, it's better than any television show. It's, I don't even want to know you. But putting them to sleep was a chore, more so than at home. Because we have our routine at home. We're out of our routine here on the campsite. But that's fine. So put them to bed, slightly annoyed, trying to keep calm, doing some breathing exercises, trying not to yell. And I go back and I watch the videos that I filmed of them today. And they're happy. They're smiling. They're swimming. My daughter is, you know, belly down on a rock, showing her brother how to swim out of the water. So she, it was hilarious. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And yeah, I'm a little bit biased. But either way, it was cute. 
I'm sitting there watching these on my phone, smiling to myself. It got me out of the funk of being annoyed at the process that it didn't go, you know, as good as it could have or as good as it does at home. But I got to deal with these little annoyances. I can deal with these little annoyances. You know, I didn't tan their hides or, you know, scream at them until they cried or anything like that. Like, I was annoyed and I was like, hey, you guys get a, better get into bed and sit down. But they're on an air mattress in a tent in the middle of the woods. Like, it's a very weird experience for them. I got to keep reminding myself of that. But either way, those are the memories that I'm trying to build for them. I'm trying to sit here and watch the videos because this is what they're going to remember. They're going to remember going to the waterfalls with daddy and then going on a camping trip and getting to eat s'mores and teaching my son that you don't put it in the fire because you don't want it to be burnt. You want it to put it near the fire so it gets brown and daddy, I made it brown. Yeah, you did. You did a good job. And then he got to eat it and he's like, daddy, I don't want to do that anymore. Can I just eat some marshmallows? I was like, yeah, dude, eat some marshmallows. That's cool. Do whatever you got to do, man. But again, dealing with the slight annoyance, let's say we're, this is the most annoyed I'd I'd ever be or they're ever going to be. The first camping trip. Next time, let's make it a little bit better. And the time after that, maybe it's a little bit better. Not going to go to the same place. We'll go to a different place. And we'll do a beach camping. And we'll, you know, run the boat up on the shore and camp by the by the water. Or maybe we go to a legit campsite when all this rigmarole clears. And we can, there's a pool and they can play games. And maybe there's a bingo. My wife loves to play bingo. Maybe there's a bingo that they can play, a bingo game, or other kids that they can play around with, and maybe that's the camping experience they like. Maybe they like the solo one where we go on the Appalachian Trail and venture off into a side section that's flat that we got to clear out ourselves. Or maybe they want to do it in the snow and we build an igloo in the backyard. Like, who knows? But I got to expose them to different things because you never know when that thing is going to click and they're going to like it. And it same thing goes for adults. You got to try different things. I'm constantly reminded of exercise. I, again, ran track all the way up to and including college, all the way through. And then I found mixed martial arts and jujitsu because I was bored with working out. It was something I had to do to stay healthy, but I hated going to the gym and lifting weights. I just didn't like it. I miss the camaraderie. I miss the bond that you have with a team. But I also miss the individual rise and fall. So I did it begrudgingly going to the gym and lifting weights. You know, I got up to about 235 pounds and I needed to shed the weight myself. So I had to do this because I knew it was being unhealthy. And then I looked for some track teams and some running groups. But I'm like, again, not really big into running distances. So not a lot of people were into, wait, you just do four 400 meter sprints and then you're done for the day that's not what we do okay that's cool that's my thing it's not your thing so i tried a whole bunch of different things trying to get the experience and then i found mixed martial arts and then that led me to competition and then when i was done fighting i stuck with jujitsu because it's the same thing it's the camaraderie that's what works for me but i always knew that i had to do some sort of exercise and if God forbid, something were to happen and I couldn't do jiu-jitsu, I would have to find something else. Maybe I would join a competitive triathlon team like my wife did, and then I would do triathlons. Or maybe I would do dragon boat races like a friend of mine up in Vermont. 
Shout out to Brett Haug. Maybe I would, I don't know, do CrossFit. Probably not, because I don't really like to drink the Kool-Aid. But maybe I would do something completely different than Jiu-Jitsu, because I couldn't do that anymore. But I would have to do something, because I would have to stay healthy. That's a requirement. It's the same thing. Your kids have to be active. They have to have experiences. They have to do things. My personal philosophy is I want to do things that prepare me for a zombie apocalypse. Not that I'm hoping for a zombie apocalypse, but what do I, what skills do I have? What, what experiences do I have that would allow me to have a fighting chance? Not necessarily against zombies, but when the shit hits the fan, can I start a fire? Do I know how to cook my own food? Can I sew? Can I make some rudimentary tools? Can I do some rudimentary woodworking? Yeah, all of those things. I've said it to other people in the past. Like, I'm a, I would like to be a jackass of all trades. I want to be mildly good at a whole bunch of different things. Rather than an expert in one specific niche area. Because what happens when that area has to go away. You don't have any other skills. You don't have any other hobbies. That, that you can't fall back on that. So again, exposing yourself, your kids, your loved ones to a lot of different experiences is a thing that I firmly believe in. My wife and I had different upbringings. She would always go on different vacations. We always went on the same vacation. And I loved going on my vacation with my family to Long Beach Island every single year. We would bring friends with us. We would see our family. We would see the friends that we had down there. It was great. But that doesn't have to be what it is. Like, I don't have to do that as an adult. We don't have to go to the same place. We've gone on different vacations, I think, every year that I've been with, with uh, my wife. Jamaica, Dominican Republic. I've been on a cruise. Went to Myrtle Beach. Went down to Georgia to see in-laws. So it's definitely different experiences. The whole point is that you're together and you're making memories. And some of them are places that I definitely want to go back to. I really liked Myrtle Beach. I would like to go back. I absolutely hated Aruba. I have no desire to go back. So you don't know about those things until you experience them for yourself. Same thing goes with a shitty movie. Experience things for yourself. If you go on and you say, like, oh, Rotten Tomatoes gave this 25 25% out of 100. It's a, it's a crap movie. I'm not even going to bother watching it. Maybe you like it. Maybe it exposes you to an actor that you've never seen before. And you're like, oh, that guy's or girl or woman is really talented. What else are they in? So yeah, maybe the movie sucked, but that one person stood out for you. And then you get to find their entire body of work. Same thing goes for foods and restaurants. And this dog is bugging out. Anyway... Foods, restaurants, just experience things for yourself. Get out of your comfort zone. If you voluntarily get out of your comfort zone, you'll feel much more comfortable when you are involuntarily placed out of your comfort zone. You will know how to react and how you react, and you'll learn more about yourself. That's ultimately what I'm trying to do by exposing my kids to different things. It's not a matter of just having them experience it to see if they like it or not. It's also a matter of me figuring out what they enjoy and how they react to certain things so that I can try to figure out how best to have them have a good experience. Maybe 
it's better if we get a larger tent and have like rooms within it so the kids can have their own little sleeping areas and they're not crammed on top of one another. Or maybe that's not a big deal because they just took about an hour to fall asleep tonight, which is understandable. And if I get in there in a couple minutes and curl up next to them, maybe it starts the whole process all over again. But either way, dealing with minor annoyances, voluntary annoyances. I knew that this was, there's going to be some annoyances when I came on this trip. I knew there was going to be some whining and some crying, possibly by me. Don't judge. But I still had to go and do it because I wanted them to have the experience. I wanted them to know for a fact, I don't like Camping Daddy, or I do like Camping Daddy. When are we going to do that again? For any of you that have more than one child, you know that if they came from the same set of parents, they're still vastly different people. My son and my daughter are vastly different. They're only two years and two weeks apart, but they are as different as can be. And also today, I said to my daughter, I'm like, why are you so upset? Why are you crying, baby? You are the one that's the daredevil. You're the, you know, the quote-unquote fearless one. Whereas your brother kind of whines about certain things, even though he and I both know he can do it. It's just his, it's his go-to. He just whines first and then he kind of pushes on through it or we push through it together. But she's always been the one that almost would do something and then get hurt or do something and then realize she can't do it and get trapped and have me help her. But today there was just something where she needed to slide her butt down off of a rock that was perfectly safe and that she had done two or three times before and just for whatever reason, maybe she was tired, maybe she felt different, maybe something happened in her own head that made it so that she wasn't able to do it. She, you know, kind of threw up a wall and she was very stubborn and refused to move. And I'm like, baby, I, you, I know you can do it. You know you can do it. Let's just do it. Just follow my directions. And we got through it. And she was happy afterwards. After she slid her little butt down and met her feet on the bottom of the rock and she put her toes in the water, she was happy as can be. But again, dealing with minor annoyances on a voluntary standpoint and a voluntary choice is way easier and way better for you than dealing with annoyances only when you have no choice because you have nerfed your world. So, 20 minutes approaching for the podcast. Just wanted to get something out so we can be consistent. I can give content because everything that I have read on content and being a creator when it comes to YouTube or podcasts or Instagram or whatever it is you want to do, it's about consistency. So this is my stream of consciousness as it stands right now at 1037 on the 25th of August, 2020, sitting at a campsite in Connecticut in the dark while all of the animals chirp and buzz and hum and hoo and howl in the distance. This is where we're at. So again, minor annoyances, embrace them, attack them, use them as learning experiences so that you and your loved ones can grow. Thank you to the estimated audience of six that I have. I hope this is mildly entertaining and get out there, do something that makes you uncomfortable and annoyed 
and hopefully you're a better person for it. Have a good day. Bye.